Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning into Beats Research Radio, a podcast and YouTube channel dedicated to bringing our community closer to research in the science and engineering fields. My name is Amanda, a student from the TMM program at the University of Ottawa, and I'll be your host on today's special podcast episode for the Science Communication TMM 4950 course. Today, we will be joined by Dr. Simon Maturi, and we will be discussing his research involving the development of a new diagnostic blood test, which can be used to detect sepsis. Welcome, Dr. Maturi. We are so happy to have you on Beats Research Radio. Hi, Amanda. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And many thanks to Anna, Jinan, and Ella for contributing to the questions. My name is Simon Maturi. I'm a pharmacist by training and an assistant professor at the School of Pharmacy at the University of Montreal. My bioengineering lab is interested in repurposing drug delivery systems for diagnostic applications. So traditionally, drug delivery systems are used to release a drug in a controlled manner. We, however, use certain aspects of delivery systems, such as the selective permeability of liposomal membranes, to create new diagnostic tests. I strongly believe that delivery systems have lots of potential beyond simply releasing an active substance. We are trying to unleash this potential for diagnostics and for biodetoxification. Dr. Maturi's project focuses on sepsis, which is a condition caused by the body's overwhelming response to an infection. If it is not detected early, sepsis can lead to multiple organ failure and death. Dr. Maturi, you mentioned having a background in pharmacy. Can you talk a little bit about how you became interested in improving sepsis detection? So we started this project by um, looking at what is currently being done in the measurement, in the clinical routine measurement, gold standard of lactate analysis in clinical practice. We were in contact, that was when this project started back at Harvard. We were in contact with clinicians and um, the, the Wies Institute where I was, which is an institute um, that is affiliated with Harvard Medical School, um, has uh, has uh, platforms for engineers to engage with uh, medical doctors, clinicians that are on the ground. Sepsis, which is a generalized uh, immune reaction, often due to uh, an infection. Um, sepsis has come up time and time again as well, because sepsis, on the one hand, is one of the biggest killers. Um, with more than 270,000 deaths per year in the U.S. alone. And on the other hand, the lack of fast tests for lactate. So you basically need a hospital lab to measure lactate. So the, the sample uh, needs to be taken. It's a venous blood sample. You need a phlebotomist. Uh, the sample needs to be shipped to the hospital lab. It needs to be measured. And then the result has to be communicated to the medical doctor. This takes about three hours, and that is a lot of time lost. And lactate is an incredibly important um, measure for sepsis. It allows disease staging. It allows um, response assessment for, for therapy. Um, and you need to have the result as fast as possible. 
So basically, there is a big clinical care gap there that uh, the clinicians uh, told us about. And that's why we set out to invent a new test or to develop a new test for sepsis. Thank you. Now, can you tell us a little bit more about why lactate levels can be used to detect sepsis? So um, for lactate, so lactate is a incredibly important measure in, in sepsis. It's an incredibly um, important biomarker in sepsis. So in sepsis, basically the patient has an infection and mounts a generalized immune reaction. So this immune reaction leads to a vasodilatation all over the body. Um, we have an efflux of, uh, inter of, of um, blood or blood components into the body, into the tissues, which leads to uh, hypovolemia, so a lower blood volume. And basically, uh, that also means that a lot of tissues are not well perfused anymore. So they do not get enough oxygen, not, not enough blood, not enough oxygen. And they start or they change their, their metabolism because of this lack of oxygen. So that is a generalized reaction to the body. And basically, then you get an increase in lactate levels uh, in the blood. You also get an increase in lactate levels when you have a more localized lack of uh, perfusion, lack of oxygenation. So for instance, with a stroke or with a heart attack, you often get an increase in, in lactate levels. But this, um, it's very pronounced and it's uh, one of the best markers that we have um, that allow us to diagnose sepsis, to stage the disease, and also to look at treatment success with volume replacement therapy. So, once you had established the clinical need for a new detection method and identified lactate as an excellent biomarker for sepsis, how did you go about developing this new assay? So, um, during this development that uh, we can talk about a bit more in detail, um, we found out that it was needed to develop a system that um, allows us to have the reaction that we employ to measure lactate in blood occur in a dedicated reaction compartment. In my lab, I always try to push the students to find solutions that are as simple as possible. So um, we are trying to generate um, bioengineered systems that are as complex as needed, but as simple as possible. And so it was out of necessity that we had to create um, this liposomal reaction compartment for this lactate test. So a liposome is basically a cell uh, without all the biological decorations. That means that uh, a liposome is just a cellular membrane. So it does not contain any proteins, any channels. Um, it's just, it's just a, a membrane that has a hydrophobic part and a hydrophilic part. Um, hydrophobic membrane allows us to create isolated reaction compartments 
that will allow certain reactions to occur in a matrix where they would usually not occur. Now that you've explained a bit about this special compartment that houses the detection reaction, can you explain how the reaction itself works? Yes, um, so um, in, a, in a more general term, this two-step reaction is, is based on a first step where lactate is transformed into another substance. And this substance, which is hydrogen peroxide, it's um, very fast cleared in whole blood by red blood cells. So uh, we need this two-step reaction works, but it does not work in the presence of red blood cells. And that led us to um, the development of a liposomal reaction compartment. Lactate is in the blood sample and it's small and hydrophobic enough to cross the membrane of the liposome and it can enter the inner part of this artificial cell. And there it's oxidized by the first step of the reaction to hydrogen peroxide. And hydrogen peroxide is then used up in the second step of the reaction to oxidize the dye that we identified, this new dye. And this dye in the, pre in, um, in the course of this oxidation loses its fluorescence. So basically that's how the test works on a molecular level. So this loss in fluorescence can be considered a color change. How can this loss be measured? And can these types of measurements be performed in a clinical setting, like in a doctor's office? So we are currently um, developing this assay further. We are trying to translate it into a clinical concept context. Um, so what we are most interested in right now is finding a small um, portable fluorometer. So as I just mentioned, this assay is based on fluorescence and um, fluorescence can be measured nowadays not with big spectrophotometers, but with small portable fluorometers. And we are currently testing a few to find which one would be the most appropriate for, for our assay. So beyond finding a portable detection device to measure the change in fluorescence needed to see the results of the assay, are there any other steps that your lab is taking to improve or optimize the assay? We are also interested in um, improving the stability of this assay. So um, this, this assay, this solution is stable for, for several days right now but we would like it to have a shelf life of several months. So uh, for that, we, we are trying to get a uh, solid formulation. So we are trying to dry the liposomes such that um, these liposomes will stay stable in a dried state. And the enzymes will not degrade. And once you need the assay, you just reconstitute it with buffer or ideally you just add a bit of blood and it will, it will be um, active again um, in, a, in a liquid state. Uh, so stability considerations are what we are uh, looking at and portable fluorometers. 
um, and also um, then the, the, the um, organization of a, of a clinical trial. We're still in the development phase of this assay and we have not tested it in uh, patient blood yet. Um, we did see very good results in bovine blood, in a commercial arterial blood from humans, and also in fresh capillary blood from healthy volunteers. Um, and so we have high hopes that this assay will also work in patient blood. So when looking at this assay overall, what would you say its biggest potential advantage is in sepsis diagnosis? So um, sepsis is a time-sensitive disease where patients get worse very fast. This assay that is very rapid, it only takes one minute or even less, um, will allow us to catch this disease um, faster and to, um, to test for it in an outpatient setting. So you may already start testing for lactate in the ambulance truck, not only in the hospital. You may be testing for lactate in a pharmacy. You may be testing in a doctor's office, or you may be testing at the bedside. You know, if you want to see if the treatment is successful or if you need to treat more aggressively. Sepsis is especially a concern in regions with less medical technology, like in rural areas or low and middle income countries due to a lack of available diagnostic methods. Could a nanomedical assay like yours be scaled or eventually be accessible in areas with less healthcare infrastructure to try and address these gaps? Yeah, that's a very important point. Global access is one of the biggest challenges for nanomedicine in general, um, but for also for, for a lot of new treatment modalities and diagnostic modalities. And it should be our goal to develop diagnostic solutions that will be available to all persons. And that's one of my driving forces in, in my research. I want to create new, um, new tests for a broad um, population and not only for uh, rich industrialized nations. Um, so that's why we want these devices to be affordable. And we want these devices to be able to measure different analytes and not just one. So they become a platform technology um, for a small clinic, for instance, even in a rural or in an outpatient setting where lots of interesting analytes can be measured at the same time. So definitely we are interested in developing um, tests that address um, healthcare challenges, not only in industrialized nations, but also in um, low and middle income nations. It certainly sounds like we have a lot to look forward to in terms of early disease detection and in developing diagnostic methods that are accessible on a global scale. Thank you so much, Dr. Maturi, for joining us today on Beats Research Radio and telling us about your research in using blood lactate in early sepsis detection. Yeah, thank you so much uh, to uh, you, Amanda, and to the whole team for this 
wonderful interview. I congratulate you on very exciting and insightful questions. And um, I'm really pleased that uh, I was I was selected for this interview. I feel honored and it's uh, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. And I'm wishing you all the best uh, for, for your future in your scientific careers. On behalf of our director, Dr. Emilio Alarcon, and the whole Beats Research Radio team, we thank you all for tuning in. Beats Radio is supported by the University of Ottawa Heart Institute, the Beats Laboratory, and the Department of Biochemistry, Microbiology, and Immunology at the University of Ottawa. Don't forget to follow our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube platforms to stay in the loop of our latest uploads. Wishing everyone good health. See you all next week.